0: Hello there, this is the Psychology Report and it's good to have you with me. You know, I just got a uh, piece of information from the company that hosts this uh, podcast and we've now had over 10,000 hits, that is people who listen regularly or periodically or even on one occasion. But um, So the podcast is being uh, responded to by a large number of people and I appreciate the support and interest. Now, I'll tell you what, today I'd like to uh, focus on this issue of healthy living. You know, we read a lot, we hear a lot about living in a healthy way. And uh, there's a lot of emphasis in magazines and books and articles, television and so on, that encourages uh, people to live in a healthy way. That is to eat fruits and vegetables. That is to eat fish, minimize the meat, and uh, exercise, get eight hours of sleep, be in a social support group, expose yourself to intellectual stimulation, and so on. There's just a large number of factors like that that all contribute to healthy living. They're all part of healthy living. People are living today to 100, more than ever in the history of America, right across the world, actually. We're seeing more and more the number of people uh, that reach 100 years of age or more. So... Healthy living is important, and apparently healthy living is being espoused by more and more people because they're living longer, which means they're living more healthy. So let me ask this question. What is healthy living? Why live a healthy lifestyle? What's important to that? Why should that be the case? Well, let me give you a couple answers. You might come up with your own answers as to why you should live in a healthy way. Number one is you live in community. When you live in community, it's important for you to live in a healthy way, that is to not spread disease or illness or anything that would jeopardize the health and the welfare of other people. The healthier you live, the healthier your community is going to be, whether your community is your neighborhood or your community is your church group or your social group of some kind, your work environment or whatever it might be. When you're in a group of people, that's a community community. And it's important that you commit yourself to healthy living for the sake of not only yourself, but for the sake of all the people who are in your community. You want to be a voice of health, not a voice or influence of ill health. Number two, it's important to live healthy because you certainly live in an intimate relationship. It could be a family, it could be a marriage, it could be a very special social relationship, in a a personal relationship that you have with someone. And the more healthy you are, the more healthy that person is. And the more healthy you are, the more healthy that whole family and that whole marriage is and will be. In other words, you want to be the voice of health, not the voice of ill health, within all of your intimate relationships. So, that's why it's important to be healthy. The third reason to be healthy is that you're employed. I presume you're employed. But when you're employed, that means you work with people who depend on you, people who build their life around you, a company, a business, an organization, an office that functions on the health of other people. And when somebody is sick and and, 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 uh, experiencing ill health, the whole company, the whole business slows down and goes into plan B. So it's important to be a healthy employee a healthy employer, so that the business functions and thrives and does well. And it won't if people are unhealthy, if workers are unhealthy. So it's very important in, in a work environment, because you're spending eight hours a day or more close to other people, and the whole purpose of the business depends upon not only the work of all these people, but the healthiness of ...of all these people so that they can work well and work effectively and the business will thrive. There's another reason to be healthy. And that is, you are born with a purpose. You're created with a purpose in mind. You have a purpose in life. And if you're unhealthy, you don't take care of yourself. You overstress yourself. If you overwork yourself. If you overdo so that you're weak and unhealthy... That purpose cannot be fulfilled. That's the case of many ministers. Many people who are public servants. Many people who serve other people. If they overdo it, then they're no good for anyone. Then the people that they are supposed to serve and are committed to serve don't get served. For that period of time that you're unhealthy. So, think of it in the sense that you have a purpose. And that purpose is more likely to be fulfilled if you're healthy, as compared to if you're not. Now let me just say this, that uh, in regards to healthiness, a research study was done some years back, in which 500 professionals were asked to identify the features and the traits of a healthy family. These professionals were social workers, psychologists, medical professionals, nurses, teachers, people who work with individuals, people who work with people. And a list was generated from those 500 people. And the top 15 items were selected and identified because those were the 15 items that seemed to be associated with healthy living. So what were those 15 points? What are they? Well, I'm not going to go through all 15, but I'm going to give you a little sampling of some of the traits that are um, associated with healthy family life. And you can also say a healthy business life, healthy community life, healthy organizational life. Wherever there's a group of people, what's the healthy component that prevails or components, you know, that prevail? You see, it's important that you eat your fruits and vegetables and you eat your fish and that you don't eat too much meat and that you exercise. It's important that you do all those kind of things. But even if you do those things, that doesn't make you healthy. Because there's something that's even more important. And that is the relationships that you engage in in the course of your daily life. The nature of the relationships that you engage in in the course of your daily life. Along with the healthy lifestyle that you live. Let's take a look at them, okay? The 500 professionals identified this as number one. Family communication. People talk, people listen. People talk openly, freely, comfortably, and in a trustworthy manner. They trust others. And they talk and they get responses. They get reactions. They get interaction. But people listen and respond. That's what healthy living is based on. People who talk, people who listen within a relationship, within a family, within a company. It's important that communication patterns, whether they be verbal or nonverbal, be responded to, be listened to, be interacted with by other people. And the more the interaction, the more the communication between people, that are close to you and involved in your intimate relationships, the healthier you are, and obviously the healthy, healthier they are, and the healthier the marriage is, or the family life is, or the business is. Well, that was number one. Number two was this. They noted that people who are healthy quarrel. But you know the difference was? They make up. They resolve their quarrels. See, people who are healthy quarrel, and people who are unhealthy quarrel, But the difference is that the healthy people resolve quarrels, talk about them, engage, negotiate, compromise, come to some kind of a consideration, come to some kind of a mutual agreement, and then move on with life. Hurt is resolved. Hurt is forgiven. Hurt is solved. And rather than withdrawal, there's a re-engagement by the people. So that's very important. That's number two. Here's number three. Healthy families, healthy people, healthy organizations operate on affirmation and mutual support. What that means is this, that people are recognized for what they do and contribute and who they are. They're affirmed, they're supported, they're praised, they're approved, they're appreciated, they're commended. In other words, there's verbal support, there's verbal affirmation for each other in healthy relationships. Unhealthy relationships are the converse of that. Affirmation is missing. It's absent. People are just silent. People don't praise and affirm and congratulate and praise and thank. They just remain silent or withdraw. So That's number three. Here's number four. There's a balance between self-esteem and social perception. Okay, let me explain that for a minute. Most of us were raised in a home or in a schoolroom or whatever where there was an emphasis upon self esteem. That it's important that you believe in yourself, accept yourself, like yourself, and approve of yourself. That's important. And it's important that husbands help wives develop a self esteem. It's important that parents help their children develop a self esteem, and so on, likewise, mutual. But that's not what's necessarily the most important. What's even more important is how we think other people think of us. It's what we think other people think of us. That's social perception. You see, if you live your life thinking that people don't like you, that people are afraid of you, that people will shy away from you for some reason, you're going to avoid those people. You're going to isolate. You're going to withdraw. And, of course, as a result of that, depression will happen. But what's important is that you get the sense that people like you, that people appreciate you, people involve themselves with you, want you to be involved in their life. And there's an acceptance, you see. And when you see other people accepting you, when you believe that other people accept you, you begin to accept yourself and you begin to accept them. And then there's a mutual acceptance, there's a mutual appreciation you know, for each other. So... Yes, self-esteem is important, but more important is the idea that you think other people think well of you. And if you have trouble with that, you're in trouble. If you have trouble with that idea, talk to somebody, visit a professional, get some help with that, clear that area up in your life. Because generally speaking, you may think people don't think well of you when in fact they really do. So, put the balance in those areas, okay? Here's another one that's very important, a sense of trust. You see, people who live a healthy life trust. People who live a healthy life are trusted. People who live a healthy life have achieved a level of trust with other people. People have come to trust them. People have come to believe in them, to have faith in them, to have confidence in them. And you're true to your word. You're a person who's true to your word. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you say you're going to be somewhere, you're there. If you say you're going to be somewhere at a certain time, you're there at a certain time. And when then, trust gets developed. Trust isn't something that you're born with. Trust is something that you acquire. You learn to trust each other. And a healthy environment, a healthy family, a healthy work environment, a healthy relationship, a healthy marriage has enormous trust within it. And we have to do everything we can to help each other have a feeling of trust towards us and with us. Now let me get, mention one other thing. There's a, I, The list can go on, but let me just kind of mention another one. Healthy living is generally based on a shared religious or spiritual faith. It's shared. That is, two people in common have a common faith a common exercise of that faith, a common behavior related to that faith, church attendance, prayer, study of the Bible, talk of scriptures, talk about theological, biblical ideas and topics, share a common mutual support system, share a form of worship, a style of worship. The more that they share in the spiritual realm, the more healthy they are, the more positive they are in that relationship. And the more that relationship adds flavor and adds strength and adds health to each other. So it's important that there be a spiritual life. But it's more important that there be a shared spiritual life and a shared exercise of that particular faith. Whatever it is. Okay? So there you are. Those are some of the factors associated with healthy living. That's not all. There were 15 of them identified in this research study. I've given you a sample. But those are good samples. Those are good ideas. Now, here's the the catch. You may have found one of these areas to be needed in your life. Maybe you're weak in some of these areas of your life. You know, you can't change all areas of your life at once. You can't take all these areas and say, okay, I'm going to improve in them. You can't do that. That won't happen. You'll fail. But you can take one. Or you can take two. Maybe three of these areas that I've just mentioned and improve on them, work on them, develop them, strengthen them, make them more part of your life, make part of your daily life, particularly with the people with whom you live and the people on whom you depend and the people with whom you work. So here you are, needing to be improved in this area of healthiness, in your general health. Take this on as an exercise. Take it on as responsibility. Take it on as a duty. Take it on as a uh, personal commitment to yourself and to those people around you and who depend on you and relate to you and like you and want to be around you. If you're healthy, they'll tend to be healthier. As they're healthy, you'll be healthier. Because health will beget health. So we need to be committed to a healthy lifestyle and all the people with whom we associate. Do your part and encourage others to do their part. Well, anyway, thanks for joining me today on uh, this issue of the um, Psychology Report. And uh, I encourage you to go to my website. There's a book there entitled Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. I've taken this podcast today from that book, from the study that I've reported in that particular book. The book may be helpful to you, So if some issue of health is important to you, and if you're facing, uh, dealing with increasing age or elderly parents, or you're trying to establish a a healthier lifestyle, or you're trying to get out of some ill health patterns of behavior, this is a great book for you to acquire. So go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, booksbyhedberg.com, and uh, order the book, Achieving and living a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress. You'll be glad you did. It'll be very helpful to you. Give it as a gift, if you will, to somebody that you think might benefit from it. So it's yours to do. And we wish you well in your own general health. Bye for now.